Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a McCafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. And I should say welcome also to those of you who are joining us through Blog Talk Radio. We are broadcasting this meditation meeting tonight over the internet. So we have many friends and co-workers working with us in meditation throughout the world. This is the Festival of Goodwill, which is also known as the Festival of Humanity. It's the third and final of the three spiritual festivals, the first of which was Easter, celebrated at the Aries full moon, Vaisak or Vaisaka, the second festival was celebrated last month at the Taurus full moon, and that marks the annual return of the Buddha, the embodiment of light, bringing the touch of Shambhala to the world, the pure energy of the spiritual will to good. Now this festival of goodwill, sometimes known as the Christ's own festival, recognizes the role of humanity in the unfoldment of the divine plan. Because humanity is endowed with the same love as the Christ expressed to perfection and capable of drawing upon the inner light of Buddhi, which the Buddha personified, its opportunity is enormous. This festival is a celebration of the power of human aspiration when it's ignited and focused to invoke light and love to pour into the world. So as we enter a a new cycle of emergence in which spiritual energies must make impact upon the public consciousness, the opportunity to invoke light and love is especially urgent. Invocation involves effort. It doesn't happen by our waiting passively for divine response to our needs. If we think of our planet as an integrated life, expressing its quality through multiple kingdoms, humanity functions as the planetary throat center because it's the primary creative agency for our planet. We're told that only through humanity itself can the divine plan work out. This realization should make it clear why group meditation done to uplift and irradiate human consciousness with the energies of light and love and the will to good is such a powerful form of service. That's the esoteric dimension of this festival. Since 1952, This festival has also been celebrated publicly as World Invocation Day. The effort is to generate a worldwide invocative appeal through the use of the great invocation in as many languages and by as many people as possible throughout the world. 
Yet another name for this festival is the Festival of Unification. The keynote that we'll work with in our, in our meditation tonight touches on this in its reference to synthesis as the force which binds together that which has been separated and the need for sustained effort to anchor the seed of synthesis. In other words, the vision of, of human unity and of interrelationship, which is held by all people who love humanity, isn't going to be realized overnight or in our generation. It's a work in progress, and our meditation can help to sustain it. So let's begin our work by visualizing our alignment with our fellow meditators who are meeting as we are in groups large and small throughout the world and extending that alignment to include all members of the new group of world servers. And then let us say together the mantra of unification, which is the card you have on your chairs. There are two slight differences in this mantra as it's given in the books of Alice Bailey. One version refers to the sons of men. Another refers to the souls of men. Let's use the second one and say it together, followed by the sacred word, the Om, one time. The souls of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all men love.
the urge to unification, to synthesis, is affirmed in our keynote for our meditation tonight. Let sustained effort be the seed of synthesis, the force which binds together that which has been separated. When we look at the world today, we see terrible divisions. But perhaps they're only the evidence of the urge to bind together that which has been separated. That it's beginning to exert an increasingly powerful impact on public consciousness and therefore highlighting the work still to be done. The energies of Gemini promote this unification because Gemini, we're told, governs the fusion of the pairs of opposites. This is touched upon in the keynote for the disciple in Gemini, which is, I recognize my other self, and in the waning of that self, I grow and glow. Alice Bailey described it this way. She said, Gemini is the constellation of the resolution of duality into a fluid synthesis. Gemini initiates this process by awakening the sense of duality in humanity. We can't redeem what we don't recognize. And this is a recognition which can be seen in the increasing polarization of society. We see this entrenched polarization in the positions taken in the political field, in religious differences, and in the economic stratification, to name just a few areas. Behind all dualities, and holding the key to their resolution through synthesis, is the basic conflict between desire and the spiritual will. The whole focus of Taurus, the festival celebrated last month, is desire in all its forms and gradations. At Waisak, coinciding with the full moon of Taurus, the Buddha returns each year bringing the touch of Shambhala, the energy of the pure spiritual will, to our world. And over the many centuries of this sacrificial act of the Buddha, for it is a great sacrifice for him to return to our sorry little planet, but through his act of sacrifice, gradually the power of desire is being transformed into the will to good and from selfish, materialistic grasping to a selfless will to good of the whole. The Christ's cooperation with his brother, the Buddha, at these two festivals is intended to stimulate the same qualities which are nascent in humanity as exist in perfected realization in the Christ, the spirit of love, brotherhood, and goodwill on earth. We know this same potential exists in humanity because the Christ himself is the perfect demonstration of this basic duality which is found in all human beings, the human and the divine. And because of this essential duality, humanity is able to act as a bridge between the realm of spirit and the world of forms. As Alice Bailey put it so beautifully, all grades of matter meet in man, and all states of consciousness are possible to him. 
Mankind can work in all directions, she said, and lift the subhuman kingdoms into heaven and bring heaven down to earth. The outstanding characteristic of humanity is intelligence, sensitivity to impression. Because of this, humanity is the primary creative agent on our planet. The spiritual significance of this is nothing short of breathtaking because again in Alice Bailey's words every living being from the tiniest atom to the planetary logos has been is or will be a man the keynote of the Lord of the world she said is humanity for it is the basis the goal and the essential inner structure of all being Humanity is the key to all evolutionary processes and to all correct understanding of the plan. Because of this uniformity of experience, she said, the art of contact and the science of impression become possible. Humanity in reality is the brain of the planetary deity, Alice Bailey said. It's many units, meaning us, analogous to the brain cells in the human person. And just as the human brain, which is made up of an infinite number of brain cells, can be impressed when it's receptive and quiescent, so the planetary deity can impress humanity with divine purpose, producing effects in the world of forms, when conditions allow that great being to do so. So, in reality, all seven billion of us, or however many there are of us human beings currently on Earth, are analogous to the brain cells of the human brain. Some are more alert and awake than others, but they're all part, they all make up part of this planetary receptive mechanism. And just as the human brain, which is made up of zillions of cells, can be impressed by the soul when the right conditions prevail, so humanity can be impressed with the purposes of God by the planetary deity. This possibility is especially the focus of meditation at the higher interlude each month, the monthly full moon meditations that many of us participate in. At the moment when the sun, symbolic of the soul, and the earth, representing humanity stand in open and unimpeded relationship to each other. Even more so, the possibility at the higher interlude of the spiritual year, the three spiritual festivals, is an opportunity through group meditation to be a responsive channel for the spiritual impression coming from the partnership of the Buddha and the Christ. They are overshadowed by still greater beings, including the avatar of synthesis and the spirit of peace. And they are assisted by the spiritual hierarchy, which is made up of the masters, the adepts, the initiates, and the senior disciples, and including the new group of world servers, especially those who are consciously striving to extend their consciousness to include recognition of these higher levels of consciousness. 
as well as an ever-deepening identification with humanity and with the lower kingdoms for whom humanity is intended to serve as a planetary mediator in the great transfer of spiritual impression. All levels of our planetary life, from the planetary logos to the masters to humanity, and including the animal, vegetable, and mineral kingdoms, constitute what the ageless wisdom calls the great chain of being. All elements of this chain are indispensable. All have their intended and absolutely essential roles to play. Humanity's part is to be a bridge a mediator for all grades of matter meet in man and all states of consciousness are possible to him. Humanity is thus the key to all evolutionary processes. If nothing else, this should make it clear that humanity has a lot riding on its shoulders. And because humanity has been endowed by the Creator with intelligence and with free will, it's adequate for its intended task. This was guaranteed by the Buddha in his last sermon, a sermon which Alice Bailey says the Christ repeats every year at this great festival. When the Buddha said, Be a lamp unto your own feet, Look not to anyone besides yourself for help. Work out your salvation with diligence. Not because we're on our own and that's really sad and scary, but because every human being has that potential within himself or herself. All the light we need, all the guidance we need is available within us because we are souls in incarnation. The sustained effort of the Buddha and the Christ over the centuries to awaken the spiritual will in humanity and to ignite the fires of the mind of intelligence is verified by their partnership at this annual festival over the many centuries. Their commitment to and faith in humanity is summed up in our keynote, let sustained effort be the seed of synthesis the force which binds together that which has been separated. Those of us who follow world events and human progress might occasionally get discouraged with developments. Just in the past year or two, we've witnessed examples of human greed, selfishness, and cruelty that could snuff out all our hope in our fellow men if we didn't also focus on the splendid and growing examples of the new group of world servers. They work in all fields and they exemplify courage, selflessness, creativity, compassion, and faith. And they need our recognition, our prayers, and our support. This is the contribution of the world's esoteric group of trained meditators. No other activity better exemplifies the power of of sustained effort than group meditation to irradiate human consciousness with light and love and the will to good. These potent spiritual energies provide the 
necessary infrastructure, in a sense, for the reconstruction of our world. The forces of reconstruction are especially active at this festival of Gemini because they are related to the will. Again, coming back to the theme of duality offered by Gemini, the choice confronting humanity is between desire and the spiritual will, between self-gratification, the little voice within us that says, I want, I want, I want, it's all about me, and our better angels, which remind us I do not live in a silo. I live on a planet with seven billion other souls and countless gradations of life, and we are all interdependent, and we are all one. That's the final destination where all of this is leading us. I came across a beautiful statement in the philosophy of the Upanishads the other day, that I thought summed up our final goal. Below the separate wave crests of consciousness, there is the unfathomed common depth of life from which all spirits draw the springs of their being. Below the separate wave crests of consciousness, there is the unfathomed common depth of life from which all spirits draw the springs of their being. The unfathomed common depth of life is discovered when the mind is freed from the barriers flung up by the separated self. There's no better formula for dismantling those barriers and gaining the freedom of the shared springs of being than the great invocation the supreme mantra of planetary integration we have available. That's why World Invocation Day puts such emphasis on the Great Invocation, promoting its use and its worldwide distribution as a world prayer. Its power is such that people everywhere who work with it awaken to the interrelationship on which our planet's life is based. The three planetary centers, Shambhala, Hierarchy, and Humanity, constitute the essential triangle for the inflow and distribution of light, love, and power into our planet. Humanity constitutes the mediating factor between these higher kingdoms, Shambhala and Hierarchy, and the lower realms, animal, vegetable, and mineral. And this mediating act of, higher, of humanity is affirmed by each stanza of the great invocation. Let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let love stream forth into the hearts of men. Let purpose guide the little wills of men. Let the plan of love and light work out through the race of men. Always the energies invoked come down to human recognition and cooperation. Not because humanity matters more to the Logos than the other kingdoms do, but because humanity is the X factor, the unpredictable element in the great equation known as the plan. Human intelligence and human free will can go both ways 
towards complete self-serving behavior and towards the dedication of all resources to the binding up of that which has been separated, the unification of the world in right relationships on all levels. That is the goal for this planetary cycle, which covers a vast period of time, and we're far from achieving it. But when we look back even over 100 years, we see enormous progress. Sustained effort isn't easy for us human beings, especially now with the speeding up of human activity. The hierarchy has a different sense of time and evolution because it began to lay down its plans for the present cycle beginning in about the year 1400 when the hierarchy observed at that time the depth of crystallization human thought had reached, particularly in the fields of politics and religion. I gathered from that that if we think things are bad now, they used to look much worse. That decision, that beginning by the hierarchy, was followed about a hundred years later by a clarification of their plans at their conclave held in about the year 1500, when the hierarchy pondered on how to hasten the urge to integration and synthesis an urge they knew was already nascent in the human psyche, if deeply buried. Even in those times, the hierarchy could glimpse the seed of synthesis in the world of forms, that mysterious inherent urge towards the light, which Alice Bailey says is innate in all forms, and which is the cause of all progress, pushing forward along the path of expanding consciousness and penetrating into the light. And she says this is true of a plant, a child, a human being. This evolutionary urge out of darkness into light, from the unreal to the real, from death to immortality, is inherent in all forms. That's what lies behind the invocation. We have to trust the power of this evolutionary urge to work its effect on human consciousness. And the following words from Alice Bailey, I think, provide the best assurance we could possibly need. She said, I would remind you of the integrity and solidarity of the human family. We are one people, one in our relationships, capacities and desires, our origin, and our goal. It's this essential and recognizable integrity which is emerging at this time powerfully in the human consciousness, she said. In every land and among widely differing people, the same desire exists for understanding, for the establishing of right human relations, and for the expression of that basic goodwill, which is one of the deepest human characteristics and our divine inheritance. That is our assurance from the writings of Alice Bailey that humanity will wake up to its responsibilities and will honor its interrelationships. For now, summoning up the faith to demonstrate sustained effort in a time of flux and change 
when so much is uncertain, maybe as much of the spiritual will as most of us can muster. But it counts for a great deal in the eyes of the masters. And this faith in humanity's capacity to grow and to choose rightly can give heart to the many people of goodwill who might be fearful about humanity's prospects. So let us work in meditation with our keynote. Let sustained effort be the seed of synthesis, the force which binds together that which has been separated. Let's take a moment before we begin just to review and remind ourselves of our meditation practice, which is called Letting in the Light. We begin with group fusion, with an affirmation of our fusion and integration as a group in this room, as a worldwide group working in meditation at this time, mediating between hierarchy and humanity and identified with the very heart center of the new group of world servers. Then using the powers of visualization, we envision an alignment between ourselves and the hierarchy, the planetary heart center. And at the center of that level of consciousness stands the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. And we extend our visualization towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. Then in the higher interlude, we hold the contemplative mind open as if developing a photographic image, that's the best image I can think of, open to the extraplanetary energies that are streaming in to Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy and we see the three centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity, radiant and coming into alignment and interplay. Then we meditate upon the seed thought, using, drawing upon, we could say, our experience as human beings, because we are all rich in experience and using our understanding of humanity's responsibilities and the potential facing us in the form of the plan. And again, using our visualization in the stage of precipitation, we see the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth and through humanity reaching all levels of life upon our planet. In the lower interlude, we sound aloud the affirmation of love. And we consider how the inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming of the Christ, the world teacher expected by so many of the world's faiths. And finally, in the stage of distribution, as we sound the great invocation, we envision the five planetary inlets for these inpouring energies, London, Darjeeling, New York, Tokyo, and Geneva. 
and see the energies pouring throughout the entire planet and irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. We affirm our group fusion. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Now we make our alignment.
a higher interlude.
meditation on the seed thought. Let sustained effort be the seed of synthesis, the force which binds together that which has been separated.
precipitation. A lower interlude, sounding the affirmation. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the Divine Self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world.
distribution. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. Our work isn't done yet. The full moon moment comes at eight minutes past midnight. We'll all be awake and linking up when I know. Uh, for those of you listening via Blog Talk Radio, that would be uh, 11.08 Greenwich Mean Time, and you'll have to do the math from there. 
And we hope to see you next month at our meditation meeting on Friday, June 25th. And sooner than that, this weekend, in this room for our Arcane School Conference. So thank you, everyone, and good night to our friends and coworkers who joined us via Blog Talk Radio. Good night.